Welcome to episode 83 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's uh, it's Tuesday, Tuesday, the 18th of February, uh, 2000, 2020. And uh, we're fucking on time, people. How about this? The doubt is out there. It is 22.56. We're doing 24-hour clock today. Is that all right with you? 22.56. Uh, at Briggs Towers right now. And uh, we're just sneaking in. Just sneaking in, people. Uh, it is battering a gale outside. Uh, hopefully you can uh, pick that up. Another storm. Storm Dennis this time. Uh, gone a bit masculine with the old storm this time. I think they uh, divide it between male and female names. I don't know why they need to use those pronouns, man, for a storm. Um no uh not non-binary storms uh have occurred in the UK this year it's just either male or female ones so uh the non-binos out there um are having it easy out of the wind <laughs> i don't know i don't know that, whether that's the way it works i imagine it doesn't uh it looks quite bad though like a few places getting flooded uh i've got a gig tomorrow night in tamworth and apparently that is fucking underwater at the minute um and looking to be more so um tomorrow with the rain and shit like that that's happening um i don't know at what stage storms get a name um i don't know how stormy they have to be um before they get a name whether it's just like a little bit of rain and wind or it's actual a weather front coming through from the east. I don't know, people. I don't know the classifications of it. Hey, I just tell jokes, don't I? That's all I do. You know, I leave I leave that up to the uh, meteorologists out there. Um, but, yeah, it looks pretty bad out there. And um, so you guys stay safe in the UK, in America or uh, other places, Australia and that. Um, you've got nothing to worry about, I don't think, um, particularly at this point. Um, this week has been, it's going to be a busy one for me. Um, uh, uh, tomorrow night, as I said, I'm in Tamworth, uh, Friday and Saturday, I'm in Hull, which is a really, really nice gig. Uh, the comedy lounge in Hull. Um, it's a bit of an old trek in the old, uh, blue bullet, but, um, it's, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's a it's a fucking lovely gig up there. Um uh Big Lou books it and um it's it's always been really nice. I've played it a few times. Uh, it's a nice room, nice setup. Uh it's everything you want from a gig, really. You know, the audience are nice, got a fucking nice stage, nice little green room at the back where you can chill out and watch from the back if you want to. Uh, I'll be doing a few new newer bits, but uh, I've done them at Pro Nights before. Just covering my ass there. <laughs> ah, you've got to do that. Got to cover your ass. So tomorrow night's like a new material night in Tamworth, so I've got some new bits to try out. Friday, Saturday is in Hull, uh, and that'll be a few run-through newer bits that uh, I'm pretty much 100% there now and um sunday is um uh another new material night i think in birmingham so um it's good to get them out for shamza man um and then also sunday fucking hell i keep forgetting about this as well uh which is not good i've got a um i'm doing a less comedy festival i do it every year 
Um, beautiful room there. Uh, the Cookie, uh, um, Leicester Comedy Festival. It's downstairs, fucking in a basement. I think it's been voted like um, uh, best venue for um, uh, like quite a few years. Uh, best small venue. Uh, I think it holds about 100, something like that. It usually gets fairly busy um, the last few years. That's on Sunday as well, afternoon at 12.30. So like I'm doing that, then scooting home and then scooting over to Birmingham. But um, it's always quite nice and it's quite freeing to do. It's always a bit loose. I always do like an hour show there, a little bit loose, like throwing some new bits um, and uh, do some older stuff that I've I've done sort of like the year previous and then throw in some newer bits as well um, because it's got – and just take it at a nice pace. It's so fucking freeing to do an hour rather than clock watching, doing your 20 minutes set like you usually do in a club and uh, getting the pacing right for an hour and then getting the order right and or what you think is right. But you never really know until you sort of um, – until you actually do it um, there. But um, you kind of sort of like know what, what bits are going to flow into each other and um, what bits um, – I don't really – a lot of people um, – like when they do an hour show, they'll have a um, a premise that they do it around, like a lot of people do it about either a dead or dying relative. Uh, and then at the 45-minute mark, they'll hit something emotional, baby, um, to pull at the heartstrings and uh, try and make a point. Uh, I don't really do it like that. I don't do... Um, I guess I kind of do it more like the Americans do it, less of an Edinburgh show and more of like just material um, on different subjects and then bob about, bob and weave about a little bit. Um, but a lot of people over here, particularly in the UK, do like a uh, a themed show. So they'll do it on, I don't know, depression. Like a lot of people will do it on either depression or anxiety. You know, that's their choice to do that. But um, or how they've been on a journey, man, or how they've been on a breakup, you know, do an hour show about that. Um, but uh, I prefer just to do sort of um, dip in and out of material and um, try and keep it a little loose, particularly at Leicester, because um, it's kind of like um, a bit of a work in progress. A lot of people use it as a work in progress for Edinburgh. And even though I'm not going to Edinburgh this year, um i uh i'm still gonna use it for myself to just run out some uh newer bits and um and see how that goes and try and sandwich them between just in case they fall flat uh i'm gonna be videoing that as well so i imagine i'll have little extracts might do might not uh no more or less we'll have some extracts um with regards to uh putting that online hopefully if if the new stuff goes well then i'll just get it out online and uh you can watch that if you want um but it's always a bit weird doing that um lester because you have to sort of like i don't know i do longer form stuff um so i don't do one-liners filling an hour as a one-liner uh comic must be a fucking nightmare um so like i do probably my stuff's anything from like about five to ten minutes long so you think about that, it's probably about six to ten subjects I'm going to talk about. 
So when you put it in that sort of like perspective, filling in an hour is not too bad. And then you're going to fuck around a little bit at the start. Um, it's a free show as well. So you have to sort of like guarantee that you do fairly all right. So there's a decent bucket collection at the end. Um, and it costs money to, uh, I think it's up to, it's about 70 quid to put on the show and stuff like that. I know this is almost like my bucket speech at the end. Although to be honest, people are going to put in what they put in and they, um, some people come every year and don't put in fuck all, but you know, that's, uh, their prerogative. You can't fucking twist somebody's arm to put in stuff, but they come back the next year. That's it. Anybody will do anything for a fucking freebie. Uh, but the Leicester, apparently, um, like I've heard like conflicting rumours about the uh, Leicester Comedy Festival this year. Some people saying they're struggling to get in numbers. Might have had something to do with the fact that there's been two massive storms keeping people away. Um, Storm Kiara and Dennis, as previously mentioned just now on the podcast. Um, and... Um, other people saying it's been really busy. So it's kind of a wait and see when you get there because it's a free show, like people will book tickets, but like if the weather changes, they might not turn up. And then some people will just like turn up on the door and just get in. So you never know really what you're going to get. Um, but I do know uh, that the venue there, um, the cookie is always, it's run like a fucking military operation there. Um so it's you always know they're going to give you the best opportunity to have a good gig. And um, hopefully um, that will be the case on um, on Sunday. Sunday, 12.30, midday. Get there at 12 o'clock. I don't know. The other show will probably be on. I think I might be the first show on, actually. I um, It's quite nice. They always sort of like keep a spot open for me, which is nice. Um so, um, yeah, so that's really, um, you know, you just, I just email them sort of like about like September time and they always keep a spot for me, which is really nice. And it's always been lovely there. And, uh, the guys who run it are fucking fantastic. So, um, hopefully that will be all right. Um, if you can make it down, make it down. If you can't, Hey man, I'm not going to hold it against you. Um, but uh, I'll try and record as much as possible and put it on my website and my YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to. Um, you can get to it through my website, which is either uh, www... Have I done too many Ws there? It sounds like I've done too many Ws there. www.benbriggs... No, w... Fuck me. www.benbriggs.co.uk or www.thebenbriggs.com. Bit narcissistic name, that last one there. Um, yeah, so uh, so looking forward to that this weekend. Also looking forward to the uh, Tyson Fury wilder fight. Um, hopefully, if anybody's got any links, uh, I watched it on BT Sport app last time, um, but I think they're fucking charging for it this time. And if not, I'll have to watch it um, the next day. But I was looking like um, I genuinely can't see any um, Tyson Fury knocking um, Deontay Wilder out. I can't see that. Um, I can see him outboxing him and outpointing him. But um, I genuinely don't think he's um, he's he's got the power to catch him. 
I genuinely don't. I'm holding my hands up as an English guy, supporting an English guy. Uh, I think he can out, out, out point him, but I don't think um, he'll be able to knock him out. Um, the odds that I saw today was something like... Um, there's places, I think it was Bet365 or something, was offering 100 to 1 on um, Tyson Fury to either knock him out or get a technical lock, knockout or get a disqualification. But the thing about those sort of things, you join those sites and they give you, I think, from what I can understand, one of my mates, Michael, know better than me on this. From what I can understand is they give you money in more bets, basically. You don't get the money in your pocket. You get it in extra bets, like on the site, if you like um, log into that. So basically, they're hedging their bets, these betting people. People like uh, Paddy Power and Bet365 and that. They're just hedging their bets that you're going to, um, at some point, um, going to have to uh, lose all of that money that you've accrued. So um, I don't know. I don't really know how it works. Um, I've never really been into betting, man. Uh, anything like um, fruit machines or I might every now and again, even the lottery. Like I might every now and again buy a lottery ticket. I don't know why because I've never won fuck all from it. Uh, it's the initial outlay. I think that's it. I'm too tight. This is why I've never got into drugs either. I know. I'm sorry to disappoint you people out there. I'm no Pablo Escobar. But um, I, uh, yeah, it's just the initial outlay of the betting. And you think, oh, well, 100 to 1, 10 pound or whatever. But you think, yeah, that's 10 pound. I'm going to be down, though, isn't it? You know, when that when that bet doesn't come in. So, um, yeah, I'm not really sure how those sites work. Uh, I've never, I know, like, uh, my mate Mike basically earns a living out of it, I think. Um, just betting on, like, sports and fucking shit like that, and he seems to do quite well. But, like, even fruit machines, just putting in a quid in a fruit machine or something. I think years ago I won a jackpot on a fruit machine, and I think I must have just drawn a line under it and called it a day. Um, This must be going back about 20-odd years, I think, something like that. I think I've just seen too many people lose too much fucking money. Because you get there's a certain character in there. Like when you go into a pub, there's always somebody who will be at the fruit machine and they're the same person all the time. I've seen people waste hundreds of pounds in a fucking night just pumping it into a fruit machine. And you just think you might as well just have a few drinks, have a laugh. It never does anything, but there's a certain addiction to it. And I think I've got that sort of quality about me whereas if i got into it i'd be quite deep getting into it anything like that it fucking scares me the addictive nature i have with stuff like buying shit or like obsessing about like having to have certain things and certain things it's almost like the the perfectionist thing if i have all this stuff and get all the best stuff and get all the great stuff then if this will work out because i've got all the best stuff pretty much what I've done with this podcast, people. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's certain uh, obsessive nature about that, I think. Hence the reason there's gambling addiction things as well. There's also sex addiction things. I've never seen, you know, somebody just fucking wanking off, like, <laughs> in the corner of a pub. 
then just throwing their hands up saying, oh, I'm a sex addict and everybody going, oh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I don't know where they get their hits from. Constantly on the internet, I imagine. Um, addiction is a serious thing. If you have problems with addiction, please call. Um, I don't know. Um, of course, it's a serious thing, isn't it? Um, other serious things that we were talking about last episode, the Caroline Flack thing. Fuck me, man. Jesus. I saw the pictures after talking uh, at length last episode about that situation, the Caroline Flack situation. Um, I uh, I had a little Google, people. And uh, obviously we're all feeling sorry for her um, because uh, she is no longer with us. Uh, let's have a bit of tea. Uh, again, before I start this bit, <laughs> it's almost like I need the uh, the extra drive just to push through. There we go. Yorkshire tea, like tea used to be. Love it. Um, yeah. So I Googled like uh, the Caroline Flack thing and then pictures come up and stuff like that. Fuck me. There was a picture of uh, apparently... What she did was uh, hit uh, a boyfriend with a fucking glass fucking lamp when he was asleep. I know. I know. People people of the uh, Twitter sphere, Twitter world, Twitterati, I don't know what you call them. A gaggle of Twitter. Would you call them that? I don't know. Um, whatever they are, whatever they're called... The uh, the Twitter people, a group of Twitterers, um, the collective noun, I don't know. But um, whatever they are, was saying, hey, man, like, you don't know what he was doing before, like, uh, she hit him with a lamp. He could have been hitting her. He was fucking asleep. That's what he was doing. He was having a nice little dream. He was on a beach somewhere. Hey, who are you dreaming about? Whack. Um, you better be dreaming about me with that fucking boner that's just risen up under the duvet. Uh, yeah, so, um, but they had pictures of the fucking bed and it looked like a fucking murder scene. I ain't gonna lie. Google it, people. It looks like you can see why the Crown Prosecution Service wanted to press charges, like, even though he didn't want it to happen. Fuck me. Um... It's, uh, um, it was fucking horrendous. It looked like somebody had been butchered in that bed. So fucking hell. Uh, I'm not saying, like, uh, it's a great thing that she killed herself or anything, because obviously it's not. Um, uh, but you can fucking hell, man. She went to town on that boy. She fucking cut him bad. She cut him up, man. It looked like that fucking, um, squirting scene in Rocky. When his eyes closed and he says, cut me, Mick, cut me. And all the fucking blood squirts out. It was everywhere on that bed. Fucking everywhere. Um, anyway, that's that little little update to the news story that's been going on ho- over here in the UK. Um, let's finish that tea. Um, God, that's nice, man. I'm back on the tea. No, no, um, no fucking uh, black tea today, people. I've been out shopping. I've been out and about, wheeling and dealing, you know, bobbing and weaving out there, getting some supplies, man, for the apocalypse. Um, yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, so that was pretty horrendous. Uh, I also watched the, um, talking about drugs, um, I have, uh, I watched the new series of Narcos. 
Narcos, Narcos, Narcosis, 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 I don't know, Narcos, uh, Narcos, Mexico, whatever it is. Anyway, um, I watched that, which is fucking great, uh, which uh, tracks the downfall of uh, Miguel Ang- Angel Felix or whatever. Is that his name? I don't know. It's the geezer with a goatee on it. He used to be the copper man. And then it's going to be like where everything's like separated, like the politics. You, you look at those things. This is obviously based on a true story um, where you've got El Chapo in it and uh, people like that. And uh, um, uh, Acosta, was it? Something like that, yeah. Uh, but you've got all those guys in it and you just think, if they weren't greedy, they were making fucking billions and if they weren't fucking greedy if they didn't fucking kill a dea agent that um miguel angel like that's why the the fucking uh americans were all off over his ass he could have just sat back let everybody else run it every nobody gets greedy everybody makes their fucking billion dollars a year or whatever and they could sit back but they just get fucking power mad man but it's really interesting sort of like watching um, like like that. Um, and you have to watch it as well. That's the one thing about it. With the subtitles and stuff, because half of it's in English because you've got the American DEA, agent, DEA agents and shit, drug enforcement agents, and um, half of... Um, Half of it's in English, obviously, when they're talking and that, and then the rest of it's in, like, Mexican with subtitles. But it fucking draws you in no end. Who'd have thought that years ago? You used to put subtitles on for deaf people, and that was it. Who'd have thought that subtitles would now draw you in? Somebody's realised that, and um, or tried to make it maybe trying to make it more authentic and uh more or less like a it's almost like a um acted documentary in many respects when you see all these um acted stuff but um you know you know these documentaries where they like talk about it they have somebody talking about it and then they act it out that's the one um but it's fucking great it's really really good and the next series i can't wait for it because uh obviously everything's been divided now into their own plazas. And this is the thing where uh, El Chapo will start to rise up. Um, so it should be quite interesting. The guys who play uh, all the people in it as well, the acting is fucking brilliant in that. And I loved it, man. Loved it. Can't uh, recommend it highly enough. Sitting there binging out over the fucking weekend watching that, baby. Um, yeah. And, uh, and today I've been consumed people consumed with um getting something fixed warranties this is this is my big um bugbear this week fucking warranties on shit shit that breaks down i've got a uh what is it what is it i use here i use um uh i've got sure sm7b mics that i use right and i run that through a mic processor now the mic mic processor is a dbx286s right i've got two of them because originally, I was planning on doing a podcast with somebody else. Still make come off, people. Still make come off. It was a fucking good idea. So they might still come off at some point. Um, but um, 
Yes, I've got two of them. One of them I've used. Uh, the other one I have only used when I had a guest, uh, when Hannah Sylvester was on the podcast. Um, and um, that uh, that one was fucking up. And what it was, I thought it was the mic lead, but it wasn't. It was the DBX286S, which was fucking around. So um, I've got to send that back. But you have to have the warranty. It's got a two-year warranty. I've only had it about a year or something. Used it once. That's the sort of money I waste, people. Um, and um, and then you have to send it off, get it done, and then warranty only covers certain things, and then you have to pay the postage to send the fucking warranty thing back when it's their fucking product that's fucked. So, um, yeah, and everything, or you pay extra for a warranty, but it and it covers everything. But that's just a way of getting like fuck. Just make something that fucking works a hundred percent of the time. That would be ideal for me. Can we not do that anymore, people? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm getting aggressive, getting aggressive, and I've run out of tea as well to calm down. So, um, I don't know. Um, prediction for the boxing at the weekend, by the way, is I think. In my heart of hearts, I want um, uh, Tyson Fury to win. Um, I totally want him to win um, because I'm English and he's English and it would be fucking fantastic. Um, but the Americans always seem to bring it, man. And I think Deontay Wilder may be... I don't know. I think Tyson Fury's like technically a better boxer, but if he doesn't get up from a slapping that he took last time. And Deontay Wilder only needs to catch him once, baby. So I don't know. In my heart of hearts, I want Tyson Fury to win. Um, but because I want it so much, I don't think he will. That's my prediction. I think, uh, I, I don't know. It's either Tyson Fury on points or Wilder will knock him out. I know. I know I'm hedging my bets there, people. I know. Um, talking about um, weird things with uh, uh, fucking going on like uh, I wasn't, was I? Not at all. I just want to slip this in. I watched a... Um, this is one thing. Also, something I watched this week, right? I watched a Keith Moon documentary. He sounds... Now, if you don't know Keith Moon, he is the... Um, uh, he was the drummer for The Who... who. For the Hugh? <laughs> he was a drummer for a guy called Hugh. <laughs> um, he was a drummer for the Who. And um, uh, see, he was the, like the guy who was famous for like smashing up fucking bedrooms and shit like that and driving Rolls Royces into swimming pools and that. He seems a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? You're on tour... And then he goes in and smashes your fucking bedroom. Oh, great. I've got nowhere to sleep now. Somebody's... This is the thing. That whole fucking... It's a rock and roll cliche. The whole rock and roll cliche of throwing fucking TVs out the fucking uh, window. The practicalities of that. When somebody's done that. Oh, great. I was just going to stay in tonight. I guess I'll read a book. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Now I've got a fucking draft coming through the window as well, you fucking absolute bell cheese. Um, anyway, um, he just seems so fucking. Oh, I know he was a hey man. He, he was a fucking good drummer, but 
but I'm not sure he was worth, like, fucking sleeping in a draft for. I don't think his talent would extend that much. I'm so glad I never got into a band and stuff like that. I mean, like, I played... um, I did a bit of music at college. I wasn't particularly gifted at it. If I was, I wouldn't be fucking um, doing stand-up now. Um, I would be doing music. That's what they say, aren't they? Uh, All stand-ups are failed musicians. I don't know whether that's true or not. Um, I don't even think I got to the stage. um, I don't even think... Sorry about that. I don't even think I got to the stage um, where uh, I I could be, um, you know, considered to be a musician, to be perfectly honest. I played a bit in a few bands because I did music production at... Uh, college for a year uh, while I was waiting for a place for my A-levels because uh, I got better fucking results than I thought and then didn't want to go to the university I got into. Um, yeah, so... Um, but it just seems that whole fucking... Ugh, it just seems such a fucking... Oh, great, you've smashed up a room. That's fucking brilliant. Do you do that at home, mate? Let's all go round your house and smash the fuck out of your place. Now I've got to sleep on the floor. There's broken glass everywhere. Imagine sharing a room with him or just being part of that band and seeing that fucking go, oh, right, we got paid like 20000 for for that show and 10000 for that show, but it cost us like 38000 for... So we're eight grand down because you decided to smash up a room. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's something about um the rock and roll I'm fucking such a fucking badass maverick shit that um i don't i don't get man just play your fucking tunes get off stage go home have a few drinks you know what i mean you don't have to smash up a hotel room as soon as you get there (laughs) you know what i mean maybe somebody wanted a rest maybe somebody there was someone on the tv you know you want to watch eastenders and then you got to watch that from the fucking parking lot i don't know I don't know, people. What are we on? Uh, fucking hell. 30 minutes already. Uh, let's get one of these. Um, this is a, a, a story in the news but that is um, somewhat troubling to me because I haven't been able to get out the uh, house uh, out of Briggs Towers for a few days. I was uh, ordering in pizzas. Now, if you order in pizzas, switch off now, baby, um, because... Um, like there was a story in one of the papers, um, which this is the headline. Pizza delivery driver shares devious way they get back at customers who don't tip. I don't tip pizza people, yeah? I don't I don't see the need to tip them. I've never got any money in the house anyway. Uh, I'm saying that also to anybody out there who plans on robbing me. I have no money in the house whatsoever. There's nothing under the sofa. I know exactly where all my money is. There's a little bit in my wallet, uh, but not a lot. Um, But I don't tip pizza delivery drivers, mainly because I haven't got the money here, but also they're fucking driving. They're just delivering the pizza. That's it. I know. That's probably a bad thing. There's not a big tipping culture out in the UK. I'll tip somebody if they're fucking amazing. But just fucking opening a bag, I have I have a pizza and a bottle of Coke. They hand me the bottle of Coke. They open that fucking bag that um, uh, is meant to keep the pizza warm, 
And then suddenly, as soon as they get it out of that bag, all the heat seems to escape. It's like the bag sucks the heat in. And then you've got a relatively warm pizza for half of the pizza. And then the rest of the pizza, you're just eating it and trying to eat it just uh, until it goes cold. That's That's my philosophy. That's what I do with um, eating pizza. I'll eat the first half and that's nice and warm and then it slowly gets colder and colder and colder until the last bits start to have that congealed sort of like cheese on the top. Uh, But anyway, here's horror stories um, from pizza delivery people. Uh, If you have ever ordered in a pizza, it may even make me start tipping the fucking pizza driver. Let's have a look. Let's see how bad they are. A pizza delivery driver revealed how they take revenge on customers who don't tip for their services and told horrifying stories of colleagues who do a lot, lot worse. Here we go. Having hot pizza delivered, although many of us... Would always tip if we went out for dinner, paying for... Yeah, that's my thing. Paying for takeaways ahead of time on card and not having a change in the house means finding a way to tip a delivery driver may prove tricky. Too right, he says, reading that badly. Um, The job pays minimum wage and also requires uh, drivers to pay for fuel and maintenance. Oh, right, there's the fucking sob story. They also... Most customers realise that tip on average about £3 per order. Okay. Every night, uh, here's what he wrote. Every night I get people who will not tip. The worst is when it's a large and expensive order. If I'm late and don't tip, I understand. Uh, Yeah, orders where... When the driver feels they have done a good job but don't receive recognition from the customers, they find the phone number used to place the order and schedule two early morning wake-up calls using an online service in revenge. That's hardly... What are you going to do? I keep my mobile on silent. Uh, that's hardly the worst, is it? I was expecting shit in the middle of a pizza or something. Preempting the backlash they faced, they added that other drivers do a lot worse. I've worked at a few delivery places over the years. If a recent customer, repeat customer doesn't tip, I've seen drivers spit or blow snot in the... F- yeah, that's pretty bad. Maybe I ought to uh, start tipping. Ah, oh, just the idea of that. I think it's wrong to mess with someone's food regardless. regardless. Yeah, fucking... Oh. After posting it on Reddit, it's split opinion. You're pushing the customer because your employer doesn't pay you enough. Uh, a shit ton of people work minimum wage. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, fucking. Yeah. It's it's some, like if somebody... Oh, I think that's disgusting. If somebody spits or fucking snots in your food. Oh, man, that's rank. There's that scene, isn't it? The scene at a casino where the people come into uh, um, uh, Joe Pesci's brother's place like and order some rolls and they fucking spit in it. Ah, oh, that is rank, man. So, tip your fucking pizza people, please, people out there, unless you're going to be fucking essentially French kissing them without knowing it. Ah, or just licking the inside of their fucking nasal cavity. Ah, oh, dear. Um, yeah, that's pretty fucking rank. I know, I know people who have done horrendous shit when they've um, when they've been working in the food industry. Uh, you know, like wiping their ass and shit like that and stuff. Ah, just the thought of it. What better way to end this episode, people? Uh, we haven't done any. Uh, we haven't done any adverts. We're going to get that done for the weekend. We've got some ideas. Some things brewing, baby. 
So we'll get that done for the weekend. We did get it out on time. It is now 23.32. Uh, God knows how long I've done. How long have I done? Let's have a look. 35 minutes there. Whee. Um, this was, uh, that was episode 83 of the Ben Briggs podcast. If you've got any questions or anything, you can email me at podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm going to have some more videos up there soon after the weekend. Uh, like the Facebook page for the Ben Briggs podcast, uh, if you like, and you can message me through there as well. Um, Enjoy the rest of your week, people, and I will speak to you on Saturday, motherfuckers. Take care.